The Grassroots Network summer podcast series has been generously underwritten by Turnkey Vacation Rentals. Turnkey Vacation Rentals is the first truly owner-centric vacation rental service now available in the Roaring Fork Valley. We handle all of your short-term rental property management needs, offering superior service and high returns. Turnkey's straightforward pricing and transparent business model make it easier for you to earn revenue from your rental. Proprietary technology provides a smoother, more efficient experience for both travelers and vacation rental owners. Trustworthy, local staff provides support around the clock with true full-service property management for homeowners and their guests. For more information on Turnkey Vacation Rentals, contact Mark Viola at mark.viola at turnkeyvr.com or call at 970-368-4288. Turnkey Vacation Rentals supports the Grassroots Network in your community. Hello, welcome to ProBline on Grassroots Television. I'm Brent Gardner-Smith, Editor and Executive Director of Aspen Journalism. ProBline is generously underwritten by the Thrift Shop of Aspen. We'll be interviewing all three candidates for County Commissioner this year. We have three candidates running in District 3. Two seats are unopposed. Um, Steve Child and George Newman are running unopposed. And there's an open seat in District 3 for Michael Owsley's seat, or the seat previously held the last 12 years by Michael Owsley. My guest today is Scott Ryder, who is one of three candidates. He's running against Greg Poshman and Hawk Greenway in a primary. And that primary voting is June 28th, and two of you will advance. That's correct. Yes. So this is not your first run for office. You ran in 1992 for county commissioner and in 2010 for city council. So I think we should thank you for throwing your hat in the ring and subjecting yourself to this kind of abuse. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> nice of you. And, and it has been some abuse, but generally it's awesome. And I really enjoy the experience. So you uh, have lived in Aspen a long time and you've been, I think, labeled as a developer. Is that a fair yeah, job type? Yeah, I, I suppose that's fair. Although I've done a lot of other things. I grew up here, moved here when I was 12, Aspen High, 76. Um, worked in restaurants forever and ever, all through high school, college, and even after college came here to be a ski bum and work in restaurants. And the goal was always, I mean, I loved it from the minute we moved here when I was 12. And the goal was always to have a home here, home in the hometown. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that's not an easy task. And so after working in restaurants till about the age of 30, I figured I wasn't going to work that way. And so I got into a business that I thought I could work my way up in and end up with a home here. And so far, so good. And you live in Mountain Valley? I live up in Knollwood, which is the subdivision this side of Mountain Valley. Okay. And are there projects that you've worked on in town that have, uh, people might recognize? Absolutely. Um, and I'm really proud of the development history that I've done here because I've done it by the code, with the code, and in my view, for the community for ourselves, we have mutual interests in this. And um, my, probably the most familiar one would be the Hyatt Grand Aspen, which is a short-term accommodation facility right in the middle of town. It's a fractional property, and I would argue the, fra the benefits of fractional are, are really great. We run at over 85% occupancy per year, which compares to most hotels very favorably that are in the mid-60s if they're lucky. And um, we also generate a lot of first visits to Aspen. And first visits to Aspen are, 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 are something I think that are underappreci that's underappreciated. If you come to Aspen once, you're more likely to come back here 
than most resorts in the world. So if you can generate a first visit, you're really promoting the resort economy. Um, Are you involved with a project on South Aspen Street? I'm not. Okay. Um, though I've always been interested in it, I've always kind of chased it privately and publicly to try to make sure that it was a um, short-term accommodation, high active, high vibrant thing, and I'm disappointed in what it turned out to be, unfortunately. Another project that I, I'd, I'd like to call myself the developer of, technically I wasn't, is the Aspen Recreation Center. I was the president of the fundraiser that, that put that together. Um, I and um, Art Daly, who was the pro bono attorney, we did all the negotiations with the city. We worked for years getting that thing approved and getting that on board and then finally getting it built. Were you a was, hockey parent? I was a hockey parent, hockey coach, and hockey player. I was on the first junior hockey team in 1971. With John McBride was my coach and Danny Harris and Earl Shenham. And then uh, when we started having kids, I got back in the program. I've coached 20 teams, been the president of the Girls Hockey League, um, and coached a bunch of soccer teams, too. It's so. a pretty tight-knit community or sub-community here in Aspen, I know. Uh, I think so. I think so. I think we get a bad rap for the travel. I don't think we travel nearly as much as some of the other sports I see out there, but mm. that's okay. Right. We love it. You travel early in the morning. I know that. We uh -huh. love it. Great way to spend a weekend with your kids. Have you ever uh, run a development project through Pitkin County? Pitkin County? No. I have never done a Pitkin County project. And so are you running to um, upend the Pitkin County government or relax growth controls in Pitkin County? Are you running as a developer or are you running as someone who happens to be a developer? Happens to be a developer. In fact, in fact, I believe, <clears throat> I believe that the left and the right actually have a lot more in common than they would like to admit. And I see myself as someone who can appeal to both sides because as with my experience, I can really. I know the system. I know how it works. Basically, I've, I've been involved with the players for decades, and and believe that I can really work to get stuff done. Everything's a negotiation, and and that's part of what I can do. I suppose ninety percent of what the commissioners do is is review land use issues. You know, I don't know. I don't think that's probably true. I think there's a lot of other stuff. I, I would guess that would be more of a forty percent kind of thing because health and human services and all of the managerial components that go with actually just keeping cars on the road. Well, we don't really want to keep cars well, on the road. I guess Roads <laughs> under the cars, maybe, is the way I there should phrase go. that. I guess I meant it more in terms of the actual time sitting at the desk. Um, land use approvals do seem to take a lot of time during mm -hmm. meetings. My hunch is, is that that's what you're going to get hit walking on the street about the most, but in the meetings, and in the meetings, either public meetings or staff meetings, probably not nearly as big a a fish to fry on that. You know, I think Pickens County has a self-image that it's a slow-growth county, and if you drive up through the county or, or spend time here, it looks pretty good. If you fly over the county with John McBride, as he likes to take people up on his plane and show them, you come away with the impression that well, we do a lot of construction in Pickens County. We've built a lot of high-intensity luxury homes throughout the county. So do you think the growth rate in Pickens County is too fast, too slow, just right? Where are you on that? I actually think I'm the slow growth candidate in this race because um, I think that in terms of affordable housing, I've got some ideas that will allow us to improve and expand that system without building as many units as I think my competitors are in favor of. Um, this has been a frustrating campaign process. I mean, here ballots are already out and people are voting and we haven't really had a conversation with each other yet, um, even though I've reached out and called both of them to talk. 
Um, so I think that I'm the slow grow, and, and I think that slow grow is the way to go. I am not for rampant growth. In fact, I'm for clamping down as hard as we can. There are some things that we still want and or need. That would be a, an Aspen want. And <laughs> do, we, do we want uh, or need more uh, luxury homes in the outskirts of Pickens County? Want or need? No. But they do pay their way. And, well, they should pay their way. And they don't right now, in my view. Um, housing mitigation fees are way too low for, the, for, for Pickens County. And the way I look at development is, is that it's a partnership between the community and the developer and the community should get what it deserves. And we deserve affordable housing mitigation, parks and open space type fees. I mean, we deserve that stuff. It's an investment in the community. It's what makes their home so valuable, is the community that we've created, the community that we've protected, and the community that we, we love. I mean, I, I ask all people running for office how they feel about the affordable housing program, but when it comes to county commissioners, it's, I wonder if I should even ask, because the county does so little in terms of affordable housing, or am I wrong on that? I mean, is Pickens County building any units for anybody? You're, you're absolutely correct, and that's the one thing that I want to dramatically change. The county needs to be involved. They need to be proper partners in the system. Um, I, I agree generally with this urban growth boundary concept that no big projects for employee housing should happen outside of it. I'm not sure any big projects for employee housing should happen anywhere. I think the old concept that affordable housing should be mixed in with free market housing is, is a good concept, and I think that should apply to all of the county. The Woody Creek Caucus, we went in front of them, and, and they, in their master plan, which is really good, by the way, their master plan is quite good, they said, we'll take our share of affordable housing, but don't impose it on us with big developers or big government. We'll do it as individuals. And I love that notion. I love the notion that, that we can work with all of the residents in Pickens County to figure out how to solve some of these issues and, by the way, create some incentives for people to do it. So that maybe it's a free market owner who's living in some funky old house in Woody Creek can think of a way to add something to their home that helps solve a problem and helps them resolve maybe their sustainability in Aspen issue. Because a lot of these folks don't have a lot of money. They're house rich, cash poor. And if we can think of ways that we can all win, that's what I'm about. Such as buying a deed restriction down on a portion of the house or on the caretaker's unit absolutely. or something like that. Absolutely. We can grow the system. I'm absolutely convinced if we create a policy that allows us to go to free market owners and negotiate with them a deed restriction down to resident occupied, for instance. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are lots of mechanisms to use to do that. But that's a way you can grow affordable housing without growing the community. And I think that's one uh, superb way to do it. Housing credits would be a great thing to use. TDR, transferable development rights, might be a good thing to use. And by the way, none of those are subsidized programs. I mean, the taxpayers don't write a check for that. That's, that's paid for by the developers. And the developers, they, they write checks. And you know, it takes money to have all this great stuff we have here. It doesn't fall out of the trees. And so I actually think that there's a partnership between. And it's just the community needs to step up and get its share of that partnership. And I don't think Pickens County's doing it. Well, the developers certainly complain about writing those checks, usually in a land use process. Well, you don't so think they be should, it. So be it. All right. So be it. I mean, look, no one's making them develop in Aspen. If they don't want to develop here because our fees are too high, so be it. It's okay. And if that's what it takes to slow things down, maybe that's what it takes to slow things down. 
I am not a rampant growth guy, but I'm also not against what they're doing. It's like I said, it's a partnership. It really is. You think you can ever bring yourself to say no to a land use application? No, absolutely. Yeah? Easily. You look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the tables a little bit, maybe? No, absolutely. Again, partnership. Partnership. And if we can't come to terms, then we're not coming to terms. But, well, go ahead. All right. We have 30 minutes, so I'm kind of yep, I appreciate um, that. speed questioning. We're speed dating here, Scott. Um, <laughs> it's probe-line. <laughs> it's probe-line. Uh, let's talk about the airport. The airport's uh, likely one of the big things that whoever is elected in this <clears> cycle <throat> will, will deal with. Uh, there's a process that's moving along. It's a cumbersome process. It's got federal approvals. It's got environmental impact statements. Um, but generally, it's a bigger airport, a bigger terminal, moving the runway, a lot of work to be done. Uh, it's a controversial issue, especially if you go down and talk to the Woody Creek Caucus, because uh, Woody Creek bears a lot of the brunt of planes flying yeah, overhead. So where do you stand on the airport? Do we, do, are you generally in favor of what you're seeing so far from the county? Uh, yes, I am generally in favor of it. I think Woody Creek has, a, has the same issue that really we all have. I mean, we, none of us want to see big, huge, noisy planes beaming in here. We just don't. But at the same time, we should all want those next-gen planes. If they're anything like what I'm hearing, and I haven't gone and interviewed the manufacturers myself, but all of the experts, and I've talked to a lot of them, have told me that they're more fuel efficient, so they're better for the planet, they're quieter, and they're bigger. And bigger, when they're quieter and more fuel efficient, is not necessarily bad. One of my many jobs back in my old ski bum days was a meet and greet for a British travel agency. And it, it just always kind of seemed crazy to have millions of little planes coming in to bring people. I mean, wouldn't it be better to have fewer flights than more flights? And the other thing about the airport that was dramatic to me, and it may sound trivial, but the back of house where the, where the people work is unbelievable. I just got a tour of that a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. And it's, it's pathetic what really what we make our folks work in out there. It's really bad. And, and you can only, in my experience in business world, the front of the house is only as good as the back of the house can be. And when you look at the back of the house out there where the folks are working, it's pathetic. And I don't think the experience in the front of the house is that much better. I mean, the people are doing the best they can with what they've got. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't walk into the airport and go, wow, this is great. A lot of people think it's going to be too big and too grandiose and too imposing and, and screw up the carefully maintained corridor. I don't think Mountain Rescue Building necessarily helped that <coughs> corridor stay low key, but a lot of people think the airport's going to be even more in your face than, than the Mountain Rescue Building. Um, all respect to Mountain Rescue, but the building is kind of visible on that corridor. You have concerns about how that corridor will look? I mean, the county has spent a great deal of time on scenic view plans and trying to make it appear that we're still yeah. small community. I mean, we need an airport. We need a new terminal, in my view. Um, and so for me, it should be about function and that it should do its job and do its job well. You don't build an airport, airport every 10 or 20 years. I mean, what we build there has to, is there for m many generations. And none of us, <laughs> except our youngest kids, are probably going to be there to see that one torn down for a new one. So we got to do a good job, and it's got to work. It's got to work. And to me, that's what's most important. We also have a very rich architectural history here, in my view. I mean, we're only <laughs> 125 years old or whatever we are, but, but I think we've got a really rich architectural history and legacy to preserve, and I think we can do an amazing job with that airport, and I think it can be something that people look at and go, wow, that's great, instead of, ooh, isn't that big.
All right, let's talk about another classic Aspen Picking County litmus test, transportation. And um, so we have what I call the global warming parade every morning in Aspen. <laughs> and uh, we have the problem with the exit to Pitkin County in the afternoon. Yeah. Right? So do you have any solutions? Light rail? Um, well, what do you want to do? So when I ran in 1992, mm -hmm. we were still debating this issue. We could talk about light rail. <laughs> and we could time. talk about rail at All the right. time. And what I said at the time was, I thought that the cut and cover four lane straight shot was the most effective way to move cars in and out of the town. I also said, however, if we're gonna do that, let's make sure we have a rail right of way so that we can change our minds later when rail becomes feasible economically. I love rail. I love that the airport, Denver airport is now connected to Union Station by rail. I love that Denver and Glenwood are connected by rail. Um, and it seems to me that that would be a really great goal to shoot for long-term, to me. But how long-term does that take? I don't know, quite frankly. I like the light rail notion um, that we're talking about in, in snow mass parking lot, intercept lot into town. I like it, I get it. Um, but economics always rear their ugly head. And the last time that we did this rail conversation, as I recall, once we got down to brass tacks and started showing pictures of what it was going to look like in town, people freaked out with wires and signs. And I mean, maybe there's a new solution, but I think that we need to do something. I think it's getting ridiculous. There's also seems to be this notion in the city that they can control traffic by parking fares. I'm not sure that I'd necessarily agree, but if they're right, well, then we shouldn't really worry about how many cars are trying to get in here because they can just stop it with parking. I don't agree with that, by the way, but there are lots of ways to try to dissuade drivers. And, and I think that, or incentives, and incentives are good things too. But I, you know, I think that we need to do something because a, a widened bike path over Castle Creek Bridge isn't gonna solve the problem. Well, the county doesn't seem to have, no offense to Pickens County and those who may have been working on the issue, but they're not out there leading on the issue, no one is really leading on the on the congestion issue. The city council has taken a 10-year hiatus on it, I think, and it's just people got fatigued with the issue, and bus rap rapid transit has made a big difference in the bus lanes, and I'm sure if McIreland was here, he would point that out, that gradual improvements have been made, and the bus rapid transit system is a phenomenal transit system, but, but should we do more, and can we do more? And I guess the more pointed question to you is, do you have a specific plan or ideas or just we ought to do something? Well, I mean, I think if I was king of the world, I would still be on my 1992 rant. Four lands plus rail? Yeah, I'm not sure I would do all of them together. Mm -hmm. Maybe two two out along the S-curve and two in covered with a rail corridor. But the problem is, is that the politics are split 50-50. And most of the people in office, you know, they want to get reelected and they're worried about offending 50% of the people. So I'm willing to put out there the conversation that there, this is an engineering question. I mean, if you ask anyone outside of this plant, outside of our little world here, it's an engineering question. It's a social question here. And, but could you, could you fix it, for instance, without four lanes, but by figuring out solutions that remove all the stoplights? Would that make a huge difference? I think it would. I think it would. Could you look at other alternative systems? The light rail is a good idea. I, that might be interesting. 
Is there a mountain connect that makes a difference at some level? I don't know. Um, but, but the reality is, is that we've, someone's got to step up and say, hey, I'm willing to take the political heat by talking about it. And I'm willing to do that. And then Andy, you live south of the roundabout, so you're, I'm on, you're all good. I'm on the all good <laughs> side, but trust me, I've had many. I've been here for 45 years, and I've spent plenty of time on the other side okay, of the roundabout. Enough. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Let's talk about open space and trails. Uh, the open space mill levy is likely to be on the ballot in November to reauthorize one of the more popular programs in Pitkin County. We spend a great deal of money on open space. I guess there's a bit of a trails versus open space debate now in the community. Are they putting too many trails on this open space that they're buying? And there's a discussion in the community, well, is it conservation land or are you buying a playground for us? And I think it's a constant question on the open space and trails board. Where do you come down on that? Well, I come down on it that you can, we can love it to death. We can do too much. And trails aren't always good. But I love trails, I love the access, and I, and I think overall the uh, open space and trails has done good work. And I, and I would say almost entirely with good intentions. So you're gonna vote for the reauthorization? No, I, had, I did not say that. Mm. Um, That's true, I, you didn't. I, I think that <laughs> what I wanna know is what the priorities are, and I don't know that yet in, in that process. In the reauthorization. Yeah, and I think mm -hmm. that preservation, conservation, should really be at the top of the list. Um, We've got maintenance issues. That's got to be towards the top of the list. And, and I think access and trails are sort of priority number three or four on that. But you might seriously consider not voting against the reauthorization? I would consider if it, if it was all just about jamming trails through pristine areas and telling neighbors to, to screw off. Sorry, you're getting a parking lot here whether you like it or not. And if it's about um, really imposing will instead of working with people to, to come up with the right solutions, I would be against it. So they have, you think they have some work to do to convince people to, to vote yes on that reauthorization? I think they probably do, but it's kind of mom and apple pie on open space and trails, isn't it? And we it's, all love open space. It's a very space. high percentage of votes usually, yes. We all love open space, we all love trails, and it's really just about how you manage the two together, to okay. me. And, and I would likely be in favor of it, but I, I haven't read you need some more information. What it's, I need more information on the priorities and how the monies will be spent and managed and, and, and that sort of thing. Okay. So we have a county building proposed. Uh, the city has said they don't like it and they don't want it. And the county commissioners this week said, sorry, you don't get a vote, really. Thanks for your input, but we're going to push ahead with our, our annex. They're going to build an annex to the existing county administration building. I've looked at a lot of renderings, and I know that renderings are, do a pretty good job of telling you what the building is going to look like. They're pretty accurate these days, right? Highlands looks like they said it would, um, for <laughs> Congratulations example. Congratulations on that. <laughs> so the question is, um, do you support the proposed uh, expansion of the county or addition to the county administration building? You know, I think that if I would have been a commissioner at the time, it might be different. Um, the questions that I would have asked w would have been, how many employees live down Valley and commute to this building? How many um, residents who are being served would prefer not to come all the way into town to this building? I think transportation, this is another example of how we need to take lots of bites out of the transportation problem, and this could have been one of them. I don't know the answers to those questions, because when I went to ask, 
it was the answer sort of was, well, it's done. Thanks for your interest. It's done. Thanks for your interest. It's done. I think it's pretty ironic that we talk so much about land use process and saying no to developers and, and mitigation fees and having them be partners in the process, and yet we can't go through the same process as a public entity. I don't really pre appreciate that concept. City and the county, certainly the city has always... Um, seem to shy away from its own rigorous land use policy and review. Um, you think the county did that in this instance, that they gave themselves a hall pass? Well, yeah, they did. They I did. mean, of course. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that we wouldn't have ended up with the exact same thing if we hadn't done the hall pass. Right. And that's probably what they were thinking, and I understand that. Um, and, you know, look, the, the county commissioners, the, the sitting county commissioners, uh, my, I, I don't think any of them have really a lot of experience on the private sector side um, in terms of these kinds of developments. This is a development. And, um, you know, I like to think that I could have helped quite significantly in the process, but I've been told pretty aggressively that Stay the decision's been done, and so right. it doesn't really matter what you think, pal. Well, and you talk about uh, maybe an alternative site for the county seat, basically, a sub-county seat. I suppose we could put it in, in basalt, right? Uh, portions I don't of know. basalt are in Pickens County. Uh, you know, I don't have the answer to that, but I, 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 I know the questions that I would have asked, and the questions would lead one to believe that maybe I thought we needed less in town and could have used more out of town, because it's about servicing the people who, who are both the employees who work there and, and the people who, who need to come for the services. I mean, when I, when I was running a business with a partner of mine, we had a big debate where our office should be, in town or at the ABC. And I argued for the ABC, and every employee who worked for us argued for the ABC, because that added an hour of family time to their lives. I mean, an hour on those bad days? Come on, it was brutal. And so you're, it's also about employee morale, too. Now, I don't know how many live down valley. I don't know how many live up valley. I don't know what that percentage is. So, you know, that would have been a conversation to have, though. I, mm -hmm. Let's talk about intergovernment relations. Speaking of the city of Aspen um, trying to ask the county not to build their building the way they are, um, the relationships don't seem to be all that good, frankly. You live in the city. You're a city resident. You think you can improve government relations between Picking County and the, and the city? I think they're collegial individually. I think people yeah, get along. Absolutely. But they don't necessarily seem to go forth and do things together. Maybe that's just the nature of government. Yeah, no, I, I like that question because I, I think that really what the county's, uh, county commissioner's biggest role is almost referee, I think, between the multiple jurisdictions and districts that are in the county and then also the other, the, all of that are outside of the county, other counties and those jurisdictions, and some of those even overlap. So I think the county commissioner's job really is about trying to help these various communities and jurisdictions work together and have one plus one equal three, not one plus one equal one. And, and so I'd like to think that I could, I could really be proactive in that way and bring, help bring more collegial um, organizational support and, and, and playtime together. I mean, you ran for city council in 2010 and came in third out of eight, you said. Um, yep. So it's pretty good showing in the city. Do you think that helped you understand what the city's, city's worldview is in that process? Um, you know, it always helps when you run for office. It always helps because you have to, you have to engage more and you, you tend to get out of your comfort zone and start going to talking to other people who you haven't talked to very much. Um, try to make friends with acquaintances, which is a really good part of the process mm. um, that I really enjoy. But yeah, absolutely. But really, I've been interested in politics since I was 
in my late 20s, and we started a, a, a group of us, Katie McBride, Lathrop Strang, David Guthrie, I, sorry, I'm forgetting one or two other people, started an advocacy group for young adults in Aspen. You know, how do we house ourselves? How do we have jobs? How do we succeed? We're Aspenites. How do we stay Aspenites? So we have two minutes left, Scott. I should give you the opportunity to you know, answer the question, well, why should I vote for you for, for county commissioner? Why Scott Ryder in 2016? I think it's because that I'll do a, a, a great job in um, applying the experience that I have both as a resident, as a kid here, as a young adult here, um, as a professional, as a nonprofit guy who's spent literally thousands of hours on behalf of the nonprofits, as a guy who treasures the nonprofits, I think more than many, I give them, they, they, they not only do great things for us, but they provide great value for us. And what I like to say is, is that I seem to understand the concept that what we love as residents also happens to be our business. We're sort of lucky that way. So when we invest in what we love for ourselves, we're also investing in our business and what makes us great. And, and we will all want to emphasize the resort industry. I do too. And those are the kind of investments that I'd like to make. And, and I think that I'd be really good at bringing people together. I'm an unaffiliated candidate. I don't have a party. I've been that way ever since. You're not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not a Republican and never have been. And um, I, I was a poli-sci minor and I made that choice deliberately and 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 philosophically not out of laziness and too many bong hits. <laughs> and, and, and I like to think that because I don't have a label, um, at least in the political side, that I, I'm the kind of guy who can work with all the sides. Well, how do you think it's going out there on the campaign trail? What's your sense? I'm having a blast. Yeah, you're having fun? Yeah, and I love talking to people who have different opinions. I love talking to left, right, and middle and hearing what they all have to say. I like to respect those opinions. And, and then really try to come to the, you know, the best possible conclusion for all involved. Obviously, there's always going to be people who are grumpy with a certain decision. But What's the biggest criticism you're hearing of Pitkin County from people, from potential voters? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. There's a pretty strong anti-government wave out there in Pitkin County mm -hmm. where they feel like they're being bullied or not talked to or that they don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's probably one of the big ones. I think the other one, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about the new building, yeah. mm -hmm. and I'm hearing a lot about the airport, mm -hmm. and those seems to be some really big things. I think housing's a gigantic issue, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm trying to bring that to the table. Well, ballots have already arrived in most Pickens County residents' mailboxes. It's an all-mail ballot, right? All-mail-in ballot? No. Um, polls yeah. open for early voting on June 20th. Okay. And then the polls close. Election day is June 28th. Okay, so you can go to the polls in this you election. You may go to the polls. And if you're okay. leaving town or haven't gotten your ballot in the mail, they're super nice over there at the clerk's office, and they'll figure out a way for you to vote, even you if can. you're leaving town before then, if, All right. if it's urgent. All right, Scott Ryder, good luck in the election. Thanks, Brent. Thanks that for coming fun. down. You've been watching ProBline on Grassroots Television. I'm Brent Gardner-Smith, the editor and executive director of Aspen Journalism. ProBline has been underwritten by a grant from the thrift shop of Aspen. And thanks for watching Grassroots Television. The Grassroots Network summer podcast series has been generously underwritten by Turnkey Vacation Rentals. Turnkey Vacation Rentals is the first truly owner-centric vacation rental service now available in the Roaring Fork Valley. We handle all of your short-term rental property management needs, offering superior service and high returns. Turnkey's straightforward pricing and transparent business model make it easier for you to earn revenue from your rental.
proprietary technology provides a smoother, more efficient experience for both travelers and vacation rental owners. Trustworthy, local staff provides support around the clock with true full-service property management for homeowners and their guests. For more information on turnkey vacation rentals, contact Mark Viola at mark.viola at turnkeyvr.com or call at 970-368-4288. Turnkey Vacation Rentals supports the Grassroots Network in your community.